A few years ago, most churches were forced to broadcast their services online. Some of those churches started to foster a community of sorts for their online audience. But realistically, when in-person worship returned, many churches turned their attention back to in-person services. One church, however, saw the opportunity to dream as they returned to localized in-person services. They worked with today's guests to plan an online-only expression of the church. So today, we welcome Corey Van Heusen, pastor of Redeemer Online Church, to talk about virtual church. Hey there, church communicator. Welcome to another episode of the Church Juice Podcast, where we are energizing church communications one 20-minute episode at a time. Whatever your title or role is at your church, the show is designed to give you the marketing and communication tools, resources, and community that you need to be successful. I'm Brian Haley, the producer of Church Juice, and I'm joined, as always, by my incredible, awesome co-host, Jeanette Yates. Hey, Jeanette. Hello. How are you? Doing great. It's sunny outside. I'm happy. Middle of summer. Yeah, things are good. Yes. Yes. It is so hot in Florida that they're telling the Floridians to not go outside. All right. That's like that's You know a it's got to be hot. Yeah. Isn't yes, it just apparently. always hot? Well, that's what that I guess that's the level of hotness it is. It's like it's even too hot for us. Stay inside. So, Interesting. Which I I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah, we don't have that problem here. We just have wildfire smoke all the time. Well, that's not good. That's not good. All right. I'm excited about today's conversation though. Yes. Corey, welcome Honestly. to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we met at least a year ago, right? Yep. And I heard a little bit about what you're doing with your church, which we'll get into, and just so excited about what God has led you into. So I just want to dive into the conversation, let you tell your story about what God is doing through you, through Redeemer, and even just how it all came to be. Because virtual church, as like an online-only expression of the church, is kind of a unique thing, right? So I'd love to hear your story. How'd you get started in here, in this, in Redeemer Online? Yeah, for sure. In 2020, like a lot of other churches, Redeemer Christian Reformed Church in Sarnia, Ontario, they went online with their worship services. And they're pastored by a friend of mine who I've known for well over a decade. His name's Joe. And Joe's big into the gaming, the online gaming community. So he had his foot in that world already. What they realized was that they started picking up a lot of other individuals or families who would connect with Redeemer online who didn't live in the area or lived in the area but had no interest in attending a physical church. As they started having talks about, like a lot of other churches, returning to in-person worship services, the question became, well, what do we do with these families who have joined us digitally? Uh, Joe reached out to me and said, hey, I, I know you're on sabbatical right now. Would you be interested in maybe coming on board and helping us plant a digital church so that we don't just sort of disperse these people, but that we can actually continue to... A little bit of my story at that time was my wife and I had planted a church in West Michigan. Then she got a job, a couple of offers from St. Jude Children's Hospital here in Memphis. And the second time they reached out, we you know, prayerfully considered it and made the move to leave the church we planted, move to Memphis. I decided I would take a, a short break, three months of just nothing. And that's when Joe reached out. We started dreaming about what this 
digital online experiment of a church plant could be. Back then, we had about maybe somewhere between 20 and 30 people who were connecting online. Now we're probably somewhere between 80 and 100 who are connecting online. And by that number, I, I mean like those are like regular connecting family units. Tell me, tell us what it is like to attend a virtual church. How is that experience different from a regular in-person church? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I think there are a variety of answers to it. So even when you talk about like digital or virtual church or online only, that in itself isn't one kind of thing. I mean, you've got churches like Life Church who are just full on creating church campuses in the metaverse and people attend with their avatar. That's one way you can talk about virtual church. Another way is you've got people who, churches that sort of just stream their worship services to people in their community, or they they do it online or they do it through local, uh, like a local TV station or something. I think that's in a sense included in this conversation of virtual church. And then you have what, what we're doing, which is a little bit different, is we're using digital tools to resource the discipleship of people wherever they are, whenever they are. It's asynchronous, which means people can access content whenever they want from wherever they are. It's not like a a specific time where a bunch of people all get into the same space. The idea here behind Redeemer Online is to ask the question, how can we use this digital landscape to resource the discipleship of people. And so when you say, how is it different than an experience in a physical church? In some ways, the goal is the same in its heart. I don't, not, not to be overly critical, but when, when a physical church's goal is to resource the discipleship of people, because that's, I think that's the game we're all in. It's different if your goal is to just get people to come to your stuff, right? That's a different goal. To me, that Sunday morning is a tool that accomplishes the goal of resourcing the discipleship of people to Jesus. And that's the thing I'm passionate about. We're asking the question, how can we use the digital landscape to do that? So in our experience, you're not an avatar that, and you attend like a campus in the metaverse. We create content to be consumed and invite people to communicate with us and then eventually have those communicators filter into groups to which they would contribute to. And some of those groups will be digital, but some of those groups are physical. I mean, I talked to a guy a couple of months ago who reached out and was like, yeah, every week on Wednesday mornings, I sit down with a group of people and we all watch Redeemer online and then have our own fellowship, Bible study, whatever kind of in-person church language you wanna use for it but that's the expression of church for them. They're being resourced by what we're creating at Redeemer Online to do this thing together physically. I don't think that's the only way to do it. We also wanna create uh, digital groups for people to go to. We have a Discord that people can hop onto to actually interact with each other in that way as well. So in some ways, when you introduced it at first as a, as a digital only, I would say like, it's, it's not digital only, it's, it's very much fidgetal, but it's, I would say it's digital first or digital forward. 
I think that's a good distinction to make too. It's like I, when when we were starting the episode, I was thinking about like I don't know why in my head I started thinking about the whole you know websites and how like several years ago it was like now we need to have them mo- you know mobile friendly and then it was like that that went that was okay for a while but then it was like no now they need to be mobile first like the mobile experience is the first and so I feel like that's a similar kind of transformation that's happened where it's not necessarily it's not in person it's not even just digital friendly <laughs> it's like no it's you know digital first or digital forward I like this I like those two phrases how yeah I think it's really important especially for you you've got church communications folks like physical in-person church communications folks listening to this when I say digital first or digital forward often and I know this because I planted a physical in-person church our attempts in the digital world or our efforts go to digitizing a physical experience. So we just take our worship service and we put it online. And and that's okay. It always depends on what your goal is. But what we're trying to do is not say, how can we digitize the physical experience? We're going, what does a digital audience actually look for and consume? And how can we translate what we're doing to best meet them in that experience? So one of the most obvious ways um, for me in this, that one of the biggest changes I had to make was I used to create sermons that when I first started were 30, 30 minutes long, just me talking to a camera. That's just me recreating the physical experience in a digital form. And that doesn't meet the digital audience where they're at. That meets your existing physical audience where they're at maybe to supplement. But it doesn't meet it doesn't meet a digital audience where they're at. So I learned how to I had to learn how to shorten my content. So my long form sermons are typically like less than 13 minutes, somewhere in the nine to 13 minute range. And then we have a bunch of short form content as well that we put out. And that long form content is it's interspersed, it's A-roll, it's B-roll, it's music underneath. Like every single week is, is like a short film production on a particular biblical teaching or topic. And that reaches, a, that's thinking like, okay, how do we reach a digital audience? What are they going to connect with and consume? Because if we ever want to like get into a relationship with people, we, we have to meet them where they're at. And I think often our sort of digital efforts are just end up being like s- different versions of us still saying, hey, come to our thing. Hey, you should come to our thing. Like when you, phys- when you digitize your physical experience, essentially what you're saying to your audience is like, have this, but it's so much better if you're in the room. And that, again, that's fine if your goal is to get people in the room, but that's, that's just not our goal. Our goal is to go, how can we use the digital landscape to resource the discipleship of people? You've talked a little bit about discipleship, and obviously discipleship is a key part to the the church, the body of Christ, right? And relationships, community are all part of that. So, so I'm curious how you take the the digital tools that Redeemer Online is using. How do you foster those relationships, and what does that what does that process look like, or what does that relationship building, discipleship making, what does that look like? Well, I'll tell you what the plan on paper is, and then I'll tell you what happens when you add real people. Um, the, the plan, yeah, right? The plan on paper is a really clearly defined pathway, which I think you need. I think whether you're a digital church or a physical church, you need that to sort of 
discipleship pathway well-defined. Ours is step one, consume content. So we put all this stuff out and people consume it, watch it, all that good stuff. Whether it's like emails, you know, short form content on social media uh, or our long form content on YouTube. From there, our content almost always has a invitation to take the next step, which is to communicate with us. And that's to go, so you go from just watching Redeemer Online, which by the way, like tens of thousands of people just watch it and that's it. Like we have, since January, the metric is that like we've connected with with uh, something like 40 or 50,000 different accounts, uh, Instagram. That doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. That's all, all that means is like, you know, somebody saw it for like one second. That like, don't try to translate that uh, for your listeners. Don't try to translate that to like, you know, attenders or like, at best, it's people driving by your building, maybe. What we want to do is move people from seeing your sign to like come into an event, blah, blah, blah. We, we want to move people to just like consuming the content to beginning to communicate with us so we can build a relationship with them. Now, the goal is not for us to establish a digital megachurch where we can boast about all of these numbers. My goal is I want person X who saw the reel to start following, to start watching long form content, to then communicate with me, to then enter into a like what we would call one-on-one discipleship so that we can resource their discipleship to Jesus in the community they already exist in. That would like, that's sort of like the ideal for me. I don't want to pull people out of their existing relationships. I want to help them in the relationships in which they already exist so that they can be a, a follower of Jesus where they are. Now, part of that does require community. And so that's something that we're still like experimenting with and working on, um, but uh, both with physical groups and launching digital opportunities as well. But that's the sort of the pathway. Consume, communicate, and then become a contributing disciple within the context of your own community. I want to talk to you more about the community piece. Yeah. <laughs> Because that is my my jam, yeah. if you will. Uh, <laughs> that is my—I uh, really, really feel strongly that digital spaces, like you've mentioned, they're tools to be used, and they can be used in lots of different ways, some sure. not so great. But, you know, <laughs> what can the church do to leverage a digital tool to foster that community in the best way we can. And I don't know if it would ever fully replace in-person community, but I do think that just throwing it out and saying, well, it's not the same as in-person, so we're not even going to invest any time, that that doesn't serve it any great purpose either. So I want to talk to you a little bit more about what you are working on in community and how online spaces, the online interactions that you and your church uh, team have how are the relationships being fostered? Yeah, I do think in digital spaces, we can foster and create actual relationships. I mean, that's Joe, who's the pastor at Redeemer, that's his whole thing is that the online gaming community is real community. 
Like those people have absolutely honest, genuine relationships with one another and use digital spaces to foster that. There's no reason why the church can't do the same thing. So one of the things that we're going to experiment with, we haven't yet, but one of the things that we're going to experiment with is using, you know, Reese Witherspoon's book club. We're basically going to use Reese Witherspoon book club format for short-term groups that are based around a particular topic or like a, a short Bible study and try inviting people into those groups and seeing how that goes. Uh, initially, I like when Joe brought me on, he was like, all you're gonna have to do is preach. He, hell, he blatantly lied to me and I have no problem telling this on, on a public podcast. I hope he hears it. I, I had made some initial like, I'm gonna try doing one-on-one -on -one discipleship with people who wants to come? And no, nobody responded because I didn't know how to invite people digitally to that. I knew in person how to do it. I didn't know how to do it digitally. So a couple of weeks ago, I actually, like, I kind of thought, as I've been working with my, my church planting coach, I was like, I think, it, you know, it's time. Let's start figuring out how to build these actual, like, discipling relationships. And then I, my hope is that those people can then become group leaders wherever they are, right? I sort of recrafted an invitation that was like, that used a little bit of like sales tactics. Like we've had this many people connect, we have this many people following, but, but I'm asking 10 people if they wanna start doing a one-on-one -on -one discipleship call where they help shape what this looks like in the future. And I was like, please just let one person respond and say yes out of the 10. And we had six people respond and that was great. But those people, it's a mess. It's a total mess. Some of those people, they like, they join the email list. They see the content on, like they follow and they see the content, but they don't watch the long form. And they're not, they're not a Christian, but they want to investigate this. That's one person. One person is, grew up in church my whole life and would describe themselves as like post-COVID deconstructing and doesn't attend church anymore. Actually, that's a couple of them. What do we do with that? Because in-person discipleship, we usually have like a curriculum that we're gonna like walk people through and then a set path. We're gonna do this, then we're gonna do this, then we're gonna do that. But now people are in like wildly different places. And so there's, there's no one pipeline to just shove them through, if that makes sense. Well, thank you for taking time out of your busy day today to listen to the Church Shoes podcast. But we know that listening's just the start. Community is essential, of course. So we would love to hear from you, hear from other church communicators, and you can do that by going to the Church Shoes Insiders Facebook group. You can find a link to the group along with all of today's show notes at churchshoes.com slash podcast. The Church Juice Podcast is a listener-supported production of Reframe Ministries, a family of programs designed to help you see your whole life reframed by God's gospel story. Church Juice is produced by Brian Haley with post-production by Minimal Media Company in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information about Church Juice, visit churchjuice.com. For information on Reframe Ministries and our family of programs, visit reframeministries.org.